0: mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey, everyone, I wanted to give you a heads up about something. I'm hosting a free workshop on April 19th at 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right. I'm doing two in one day. It's called Diastasis Debrief. What coaches, practitioners, and athletes actually need to know about diastasis recti as it relates to pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. Woo! But here's the thing. I'm doing this workshop because after a video of my pregnant sister just demonstrating coning during pull-ups went viral, I knew this was a subject that we really needed to dive into with some sanity. So join me for a conversation about diastasis that will help navigate a lot of the confusion, fear, and disregard we see when it comes to diastasis during pregnancy and postpartum. Plus, there's going to be a Q&A available, and I really can't wait to chat with you. So use this link, www.briannabattles.com slash workshop to join. I'll see you there. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I am here with Winnie Okoth, and she is a CrossFit An Olympic lifting coach, as well as a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Today, we're going to be talking about her journey of being a very high-level athlete, even the fittest in Kenya, and a Commonwealth Games athlete. So that's all within the CrossFit world. And now what her journey has been like becoming a mom and what that has done for her coaching and just overall athletic trajectory. So Winnie, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: and receiving me this platform to share my story to the world. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background, both as an athlete and as a coach.
1: Okay. So I have been a coach for the past eight years in CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting. I've been an athlete for the past six years, both in CrossFit and weightlifting. And my journey has been amazing. As a coach, I enjoy it every day when I wake up in the morning. As an athlete as well, I love it, I love it, love it. I love being a badass. So, yeah, it has been great. It has been inspiring. It has its lows, but I'm excited to just share my journey.
0: Absolutely. So, tell me, like, when you were competing at a high level, what was that like for you?
1: Um, I'd say the first time I started competing, it was scary. But when I got used to competing, I actually got the confidence, and enjoyed every moment of it. I learned a few stuff from that and met amazing people through the competition. As an athlete, especially from a background that isn't so into squats, like um, from where I come from, my country, we're not like creating, um weightlifting and CrossFit, so it was a bit challenging, and I had to do some homework just to be familiar with the squats So it was hard at first, And then with all the networking, I think I was able to now just be comfortable in the sport and do it my best. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's amazing. So tell us a little bit more about that, because I know a lot of people do not know what the CrossFit scene and what weightlifting is like in Kenya. So can you just tell us a little bit about that and how you've seen it change over the past eight years that you've been involved in the sport?
1: So when I started, we were actually the only CrossFit gym in East Africa. I used to uh, coach at a gym called CrossFitFit. This is the first East African CrossFit gym. And not so many people knew about CrossFit and wondered what type of sports we were all doing. But um, since we got into the industry right now, we have about three CrossFit gyms in Kenya, which is amazing because now people to help people understand about CrossFit. And now it's through CrossFit that the weightlifting community in Kenya has really grown and so many people know more about weightlifting now. So yeah, it's it's growing in Kenya.
0: That's so amazing to see how so many different communities all over the world have really been exposed to CrossFit or variations of CrossFit and are just getting that exposure to, to barbells and getting more women into the gym and pursuing higher levels of fitness. You know, we obviously love to see that.
1: Yeah. And I'd say three quarters of the membership in Kenya is actually women. More women are now in the gym doing all those crazy stuff like CrossFit and functional
0: fitness,
1: which is amazing to see.
0: Right. And i especially like, I know, you know, I look at it through the lens of like, I remember being one of the only girls in the gym at like, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. And that's, you know, here in the United States, where I think there was a, just a lot more exposure to that. So then to be able to see how much it's grown in Kenya and to have so many women pursuing that in the gym there, I think that's really incredible. Yes, And it sounds like you've helped pave that way a lot since you've been involved with it so long, both as an athlete and as a coach.
1: Yes, and I'm I'm just glad that I've been able to inspire so many people and the fact that they can see it's actually possible to be in this industry and dominate as women. And that has been one of my major goals, is to bring up so many women into this spot. It has helped them in so many ways, just creating their confidence and also just in the society. So it's been amazing to be a leader.
0: Right. So yeah. tell us a little bit about some of your like athletic accomplishments because you are a very high level athlete. Yeah.
1: Um, I would start by CrossFit is actually what big week of groups. It was through CrossFit that I managed to join the Kenya week Lexington. Mm-hmm. I've been the reigning champion in my weight category for years now, before I got pregnant. And that got me to attend the Commonwealth Games. And then I was able to attend the African Championships, which I won bronze. And then I went for the Arnold's competition, the African Arnold's competition. I got silver. And then I attended the All-Africa Games. So I've done so many tournaments in the Olympic weightlifting.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. And so... Is competing something that you still want to do? I know we'll touch on your pregnancy and where you're at postpartum right now, but do you feel that um, desire to compete at a high level?
1: Yes, yes. I still want to because I just believe that I only have like this life to me. So I might as well just give it the best that I can and also just inspire other people and tell them that there's life, that there's definitely life after pregnancy.
0: I love that, you know, it's a sentiment that you, as you know, runs deep through the coaching certification is, you know, our athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. Even if certain things look different, there's still so much possibility to pursue high levels of performance. And, you know, it's really great to see you out there and working through that process and walking the talk and just setting a really great example of that.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, Tell me about your pregnancy. What was that like for you, just maybe mentally, emotionally, and physically with your training? Can you share a little bit about that with us?
1: Yeah. So when I, um, when I found out that I was pregnant, I was a bit, um, it was confusing at because It was like, oh, my body's going to change all these changes. How am I going to handle it? So it was a bit stressful, but first four months. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't have the confidence also to just expose my body yet with all the changes that was happening. Right. And then when now I came out and just told everyone that I was pregnant, it gave me the confidence now to just, you know, be pregnant. Right. But, um, when it came to training, I had no idea on what to do, on how to go about it. So I'd like, uh, depend on social media to understand how to train and some of it was just guesswork. and i tried scaling my movement and to me scaling was off it used the red skin but i could still do snatches and i didn't understand about all this like forming and the pressure and the tension on the baby right. so it was a bit difficult i was just doing some guesswork right.
0: Yeah, that happens to so many people where they think like, well, I'll just do some modifications, but there's so much more to training during pregnancy than modifications.
1: That's really true. And I got to learn about that when I was doing this course. I was like, oh my God, there's so many things that I didn't know about pregnancy, especially as an athlete, how I need to train and how I need to turn it down a little bit and just different things to focus on. So. That's something I really appreciate from this class that I did for you guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, how did you how did you find me or the brand page? I don't remember how we connected originally. It was actually
1: I was going to was it the CrossFit Games? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the Oakland or somewhere. Past, I, yeah, uh-huh. it just came on um, Instagram. Oh nice. Uh, algorithms when I was looking for a pregnancy and how to train and you guys just popped up. So yeah. I followed for a while when I was pregnant. And then now after giving back when I was at home I was like, oh, I'd love to like go through this course and just understand how I can train after a baby and just recover well and also share this information with other people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely a trajectory we see with so many different people is they experience pregnancy and realize like, wow, I wish I knew more information or I need help postpartum. And also I'd like to be able to pass on what I've learned to other people. So we see so many people kind of follow that same path as far as becoming certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches. So Mm -hmm. when you, your postpartum, so tell us a little bit about Birth, at least to the extent you're comfortable with and what your early postpartum weeks were like for you?
1: Um so I went into actually giving back. I thought that um you know how social media everyone was just hyping me up and be like, oh your leather is gonna be easy, all oh, your training, so it's gonna be a natural birth." So I was expecting all that. So when I went um to giving back, there's some complications so I ended up having a C section and I felt like I was really robbed. I was like, I was ready. The doctor was like, Oh, you'll be able to have a natural bath and all, but it didn't go through. So it took me a while to recover from that. Right. Yeah. And going through this process gave me the confidence to just recover well. Um, and after giving birth, you know, I've never been around doing days, so I didn't know how to like take care of the baby, what to do. So it was very stressful for me. And the fact that I could not go to the gym, because the gym was my therapy in my meantime. So I had to like do some therapy through postpartum. And yeah, so I I also decided to spend that time just studying and doing the course too to just help me through the the postpartum stage. So I was missing the gym a lot. I really, really wanted to get back in there. But i like, you know what, it's time to just figure out how to be a mom and just try and be better before I could just jump back into the gym and get to my training.
0: Yeah, you said so many powerful things there. I think that you're right. We The athlete culture, especially as it's connected to pregnancy and postpartum, is this idea of, well... I'm obviously going to have a natural birth or vaginal birth or whatever. And that means I'm going, that's the better way or that's the right way to have a baby. And anything that's not that, I've failed or it's not good. There's like so much of that dogmatic messaging that you can't help but feel like a lot of shame or um, just like we're so hard on ourselves if that's not exactly the way birth goes. And I really love to just, because you mentioned that I want anyone listening to know, like there's no right or best way to have a baby. And it is like, there's just so many variables and circumstances that influence birth and you've done nothing wrong. You are still fit. You are still strong regardless of how the baby comes out. So I think we have to give ourselves a hell of a lot more permission during pregnancy and after delivery for, for just having a little bit less rigid um, expectations around what constitutes a good birth experience.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, to be honest, it's actually the cost that really helped me in this that it's okay. It doesn't matter how you feel it, as long as the baby's there. It's, it's okay. That's what I can say.
0: Right. And it's hard. Cause I get like, I totally empathize with those who are like, yes, I have a healthy baby. My baby is here. I'm so grateful for that. And I really wish my birth experience was different. Like there is space for both of those feelings. And it's just really hard. I think when you have that athlete brain, we have a lot more set expectations around, well, if I did this, then that should be the result. But birth does not work like that. And like, you will still be okay, regardless of how your birth goes. There's a lot of support and help for healing and recovering both mentally and physically. So I like to just use that opportunity to give that permission and have that conversation with those that are listening. Cause this is something that comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. So, and then now talking about the gym as therapy, I totally relate to that too. Is it being such a positive outlet for uh, processing and trying to feel normal again and whatnot so tell us about that. When you weren't ready to go back to the gym and you opted for actual therapy instead, like, what was that experience like for you?
1: Very, very different. And it took time to just get used to it. Because I'd never like, done therapy before. I never thought that I'd be able to need it in my life. So it was such a big change for me. But it was very helpful. And it helped me get through postpartum for the first two months. And I just decided to mix it up also with uh, a bit of just walks around the block and just being able to go outside and get pressure and feel like I'm also staying active and not just walking around. Right. But I think it, was, it was good. It was a good experience for me.
0: Absolutely. There's so much value to just getting a little bit of movement, allowing your body to rest and recover and treating your brain with as much priority as you would your training with your body. And I think that's something that we easily overlook. Like everyone is so, I think, really preoccupied with, well, I got to heal my core and pelvic floor. But after birth, it benefits everybody if possible. And if there's access to have at least one session with a mental health therapist just to help process this significant lifestyle change. Yeah, true. So are you nursing? Were you nursing? What has that been like for you? Yes, I have been nursing. It's
1: actually been amazing because I would say I haven't had troubles with that. And yeah. yeah. It's it's been great. Even when I went back to training, I've still been able to nurse my baby. So it's been it's been great. I haven't had any troubles with that.
0: Oh, that's great. I'm so happy to hear that. And what has your training been like? So You gave yourself some time early postpartum to truly rest, recover, go to therapy, find some new outlets, and now you're starting to ease your way back into the gym. You've worked through the coaching certification and you have a lot of context. What was it like actually going back into the gym and being a new version of yourself?
1: So it took a while to get used to that. And then, so what I did when I went back to the gym, I had to go through the, um, the postpartum, the six weeks postpartum program for recovery. Uh huh. And it really, I really had to be patient with myself, not to push hard and just talk to myself and tell myself that, you know, you're trying to recover. You want to do this for the long term. So think of it now. And just really turn it down and focus on rebuilding you, your core, your pelvic floor, just more of the rehabilitation work before I could jump into the intensity work. And I admit it's not something that I'm used to and it felt a little bit boring, but I had to convince myself and talk to myself to just keep it. And then from there, as well now I started training hard, but the intensity was progressive. So moving from point A to point B, I just didn't go all in. But again, it was difficult because I would be like, I used to do the things, but now it's really hard. Why is it so hard? Why can I not do this? So at some point, it was very frustrating.
0: Oh my gosh, 100%. It is so hard when we're used to being able to do something or maybe there's that voice of like, well, like, I probably could. And, you know, just wanting to almost skip the process because you just want to feel normal in your body and your abilities and whatnot. But there's so much value to really trusting that progressive process of rehabbing and of rebuilding strength. Because if we don't, we are just at such a higher risk of injury or symptoms. And then we're really taking away from what we ultimately want to do in the gym. And for you to get back to competing and, Higher levels of performance, we can't skip that process. Just like we're not loading up a barbell at really like a really heavy load or percentage, we have to work up to that first over the course of weeks and months, and then we're ready to test ourselves at that higher, more intense capacity or load. But that's so easy to forget to postpartum. Yeah, and
1: I had I had to like use the advice that I give to my for myself. Like, listen, you have to progress from here to here. Also, you have to be really nice to yourself because you're putting in the work. And at the end of the day, once you put in the work, you get to see the result. So there's no need to want to rush from point A all the way to point C and skip all that. So even one of my clients just had to sit me down and be like, okay, listen, this is what you tell us. So now please use this advice on yourself. Because I broke down so many times and just like, I really want to be where I was. But now I had to learn this new body. I had to remind myself that I used to enjoy this. I used to have fun doing this. Why can I not just go back to having fun? So right now, my training, I went back to having fun and not having a deadline. Like, okay, I need to be lifting this and this. No, no more deadlines. It's just having fun from now on. And it's working. It.
0: Oh my gosh. I really, really love that for you there. I think that's so valuable is to make training fun again, like where it's not, it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like a, I have to do this in order to look a certain way or to perform a certain way. Like what, and for those of you listening, like what could you do to make your training truly fun? And and I think that's that, um, I talk about this sometimes at a post that like, I don't know, I guess resonated with having an enlightened attitude around your athleticism. And I think that's so valuable during pregnancy and postpartum where we're training in a way that is fun and that is supportive of our body right now versus a certain metric that we need to hit or a um, aesthetic that we're trying to achieve where we can really just look at the movement and the experience as being fun and fulfilling. It's hard though, right?
1: Yeah. Very, very hard. Like it takes, it takes its its moments, my
0: Yeah. Well, and when you're used to performing and that being such a huge part of your identity is like, I'm a competitive athlete. These are the loads I'm used to lifting. These are the hours I'm used to spending in the gym. Um, this is my routine and what I do. And then boom, well, now there's a baby.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And that changes. It changes everything. It changes the time that you spend in the gym. And then you look at other people. The worst part is you compare yourself with other people and you're like, I used to do better than them. And
0: now they're way up
1: doing way
0: better than me. So yeah. Right. And then God, it's so hard. It's also a really great point is, Can we be okay with that? Can it still maybe be motivating where it's like, I'd like to get back to performing at that level? And also, good for them. They've made a lot of progress and we're in totally different seasons where I can't compare myself to that person anymore because our lifestyles are so different and our readiness is so different. They didn't have to take basically a year off from typical training the way that you did, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: That's also super hard and a really good point that I think a lot of people, especially in the CrossFit world, um, a lot of my runners also, but definitely the CrossFit world, it's hard because you go to class and you're used to being one of the, you know, maybe like one of the top people to like finish the workout. You're coming in first or second all the time. And then postpartum, you're like, I'm kind of doing my own thing and I'm working my way up and it's hard to not want to push yourself especially when you're comparing yourself to maybe somebody else that you used to train with or go hard with or beat in the workouts.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's very helpful. And that's the mindset that we need to change as well.
0: Right. That's that yeah. athlete brain, just really being able to leverage it well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the coaching that you're doing and how you've used your experience as a pregnant and now postpartum athlete what has that done for your coaching?
1: Oh, it has really helped me a lot. I would, I would confess, first of all, I did not know about the breathing. I've always been breathing wrong. And it, thank God I'm not the only one. The population here is just so big. So yeah, that has really helped me a lot. And the knowledge that I got from this course, it's, uh, to be honest, it's been the best thing. And I'm trying to also just work with professionals in this industry. And the other thing is, I didn't know that we actually have pelvic floor therapists in Kenya. So it was amazing to link up with a few who also helped me out to just understand how those things work. And it was through your course that I was able to know that, oh, there's actually pelvic floor therapists that exist. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing because I know so many people struggle with access or it's so remote. And that that is kind of a story across the board. There's so many people that struggle to know like, well, who do I go to? Who do I talk to? So I love when personal trainers and coaches and gym owners can help take that initiative to kind of link arms with the other like-minded and hearted and complementary professionals in their communities to know like, okay, I have a pregnant person at my gym and this is who I can refer you to for pelvic floor physical therapy or for lactation as a lactation consultant or a mental health therapist. And I love that you and so many coaches are out there able to be that first line of defense to really help with facilitating that.
1: Yeah, I'm actually working on that right now. I'm trying to build a community where we can all just um, sit down and go, okay, I need this. I go to this person. I need this. This person will help me with that. So that way it's also easier for majority of our clients to know that, oh, this person exists. If I want this where do I go from here to there? So yeah, it's been amazing. We're able to create such a community for people who need it the most.
0: I love that. Yeah, because there are so many barriers. People, like you said, like you don't even know that pelvic floor physical therapy was a thing. Like I didn't know that was a thing when I was pregnant eight years ago. And, you know, we've just come so far with knowing like, not only is it a thing, but it can really complement the coaching that we're doing. And it doesn't have to be this boring or really restrictive you know, mode of recovery or awareness of your body, it can really complement your overall athleticism. Yeah. So what kind of things do you have on the radar as far as, um, collaborating with some of those professionals in your community? Are you looking to do like workshops or seminars or like, what would you love to do?
1: I actually want to do workshops and seminars. So that's the thing we're planning. And I just want to bring all these people together because from uh, the conversations that I've been having with people around is that people do not have the knowledge of all this thing about pelvic floor therapists, how to train when you're pregnant, and also for the coaches to understand how to train their athletes when they're pregnant and how to go about postpartum as well. So there's so many things that are lacking in the, and uh, the pregnancy and postpartum field. So that's what I'm trying to do. And also just to inspire other people and just, yeah, create a big community out of this.
0: Well, Winnie, you're doing a really great job of inspiring a lot of people. I think you're leading so well, both as a coach, as a high level athlete, as somebody who's really trying to create a network of support in Kenya and just I mean, you've been in the game for a while, and I know that you're going to keep leading so well. And it's been really great to connect with you and see the work that you're doing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's because of you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, I don't think I'd be here.
0: Well, and I could say the same. If it weren't for you and everybody who's um, opted into becoming a certified coach, like we wouldn't be able to have this impact. So I like so grateful for you trusting me and believing in this work and this message. And then more importantly, applying it and I like, actually bringing it to your gym, to your community, and you are helping so many people. And it's really freaking incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And Winnie, where can people learn more about you or find you?
1: Uh, on Instagram, um, it's Winnie O'Koth. Yeah, I'm mostly present on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, The eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will uplevel your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information and this work.